One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, my friends, and welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andrew Goldstein. And we begin today's show with more boxing, as Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, three, the heavyweight title bout, is almost upon us. The fight, of course, is live on TalkSport on Saturday night from 1am, or should that be Sunday morning? I don't know, but either way, it's sort of Saturday night, Sunday morning. Anyway... We'll hear from Eddie Hearn, former heavyweight champion Tim Witherspoon, who's part of our commentary team. But first, a word of warning for Fury from Fight Night's Gareth Anthony Davis. You big dosser! You big dosser! They know each other so well. That's what's so interesting. And, you know, as I say, 19 rounds Fury and Wilder of box. So... There's so many things they know about each other. How strong is Deontay Wilder mentally after getting a beating for five rounds by Tyson Fury? Because he was very strong in the first two rounds. For the first three minutes of this fight, it's going to be fascinating. The first three rounds are going to be fascinating. Malik Scott took me to one side, Wilder's new trainer today, and said, we're going to get this job done in five rounds. We're putting him under pressure straight away. Your boy is being knocked out. There's only one Bryce Palmer! And Fury... (laughs) is saying, I'm just going to carry on as I did last time. And I'm going to put the bully on the back foot. It's a massive fight for both men. You have no power. Million You're not excuses. a knockout artist. I well, am a knockout you out in That's a knockout. I this lawyer you trainer got to out, I don't think that Fury is as well prepared as he was going into number two. I'm not sure he needs to be 100% to beat him. I just think he's got to stay sharp. He's got to stay switched on. But I see him winning the fight on points, really. I think he'll sort of cruise through, he'll frustrate Wilder. It's, it's just a weird atmosphere out there with no Brits. You know, the mm-hmm. first time around, I think that the crowd was probably 80 or 90% British. The day the music died. Thank you, Las Vegas! It's not going to be that busy. You saw the sort of PR activities last night. It's a bit flat. I just don't know who that's going to favour. But I, I think Tyson Fury, big favourite in the fight and, and fingers crossed he gets the business done I'm very excited also this is a really big fight before I started fighting I used to watch Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier I get that same feeling back again that this is one of those big fights during this day and time so I'm really looking forward to it I'm working with uh, Talk Sports they're really they're really good guys and I'm looking forward to seeing the fights now, Newcastle's Saudi Arabian back takeover has been boosted with a TV piracy dispute with being sports resolved. This is the Times' Martin Ziegler explaining how the door is now open for a potential takeover. The big problem was, why would you let Saudi 
take over a club when you're actually pirating the Premier League's um, TV rights. And that has always been a stumbling block. That gets removed. I mean, there are still issues around human rights and the murder of Jamal Khashoggi and how closely the Saudi government was involved in that. I mean, that's not gone away. But I think the piracy was the biggest issue. Newcastle, they're coming in to shake up this league. They're coming in to get Champions League football to win the Premier League. That's what they're doing. Roman Abramovich is a billionaire. He's not at Chelsea to make money. He's at Chelsea to deliver trophies, to deliver a good team. That's why he's there. Man City. Exactly the same. They're not there to make money. They don't care what they spend. Everton do. Everton's slightly different. Spurs, slightly different. Arsenal, very different. Mate, this is a different animal. All we want is hope. Somebody who's going to give the club some TLC. We're not expecting to be challenging for titles and whatnot. A, a, a good cup run, a manager who wants us to win, something we're going to build on. I tell you what, the day my son was born was probably the greatest day of my life, but when this takeover comes off, it's going to be a hell of a close second of it. <laughs> the best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. They will dwarf. Man I'm PSG. I'm, I'm voted best, to be perfectly honest with you. In terms of bringing in whoever, the first person you want to see come through the door at Newcastle, who is it? I was just straight away, I got him for like Holland or Mbappe and me, like. Straight in Haaland. I've just got their, their honours, okay? The last trophy they won, hold on. How old are you, Jay? What year oh, were you born? You're getting what, trophy what, list out. What year were you born? 86. I mean, they've not won a trophy since you were born. The last one they won was the Texaco Cup. The 90s. What? <laughs> the Texaco Cup. <laughs> Seven, tr- seriously, the Texaco <laughs> Cup in 1975. England continue their road to guitar, the World Cup, this Saturday as they take on the mighty Andorra live on TalkSport. And our man in the Three Lions camp, Hugh Wozencroft, spoke to Manchester United's left-back, Luke Shaw, ahead of the clash. It must have been difficult after the final of the Euros to go from such an exhilarating high, scoring that goal, to the, the, you know, the despair of defeat at Wembley. How's it been for you since that final, reflecting on it? Yeah, it was really tough. Of course, like you said, a, a mixture of feelings and, and obviously emotions. Would have never thought that I would have scored my first goal for England after two minutes in, in a final. And yeah, of course, the, the emotion at that point was was unbelievable. The feeling of of that was so good. But obviously, it all come crashing down. Obviously, at the end of of the game, you know, with losing it. But you know, I think just over that whole period of time, very proud of the team and and what we achieved. You know, a, a team hadn't done that for a very long time. But of course, it's it's another experience that we learn from, and you know, can only do better next time. And you know, I'm I'm sure we will. Jaden Sancho, then right footed save by Donnarumma. The manager, Gareth Southgate, said, you know, reflected in this press conference saying he was maybe a bit fortunate, Jaden Sancho, to be in this squad, but he wanted to stay true to the squad that he had in the summer and give Jaden Sancho this opportunity. Do you think he maybe is going through something like you experienced when you arrived at United? No, I think it's, it's always different. And, you know, when you come from one club to another, I think sometimes for people it, it takes time. You've seen a lot of players over the last few years that have come to the Premier League from, from different leagues and wouldn't say struggle because, you know, I don't think he's struggling at all at the moment. I think he's working extremely hard behind closed doors. He's, he's training really, really well. 
you know, he's looking really sharp and I think he just hasn't had maybe that bit of luck that sometimes you need, you know, for your first assist or goal. But, you know, I've got no doubt in my mind that it's coming. You know, the, the, the talent he has is, you know, is unbelievable. He, he can go right to the very top. It's just all about him staying focused, keep doing what he's doing in training with working hard and his time will come. Now, after Jamie O'Hara labelled Norwich an embarrassment to the Premier League, I'm quoting there, and called for the division to have just 18 teams in the future. Trevor Sinclair hit back strongly at the Sports Bar host. Simon Jordan said the proposal is nonsensical. He would use a word like that. And Gabby Agbonlahor claimed the comments were disrespectful. Oh, my goodness. Not looking good there for Jamie O'Hara, is it? Anyway, let's hear from the man himself first, shall we? You could drop it down to 18 teams. And you have 18 teams and you get rid of the dross. Get rid of the teams that are no good, and you keep killing the Premier League because it's gone to such heights now that we need to get these games where you're having Norwich getting beat all the time and coming up and just killing the Premier League. Like it's just pointless. I'm 18 with a bullet. I think it's a bit harsh, you know, like we love Jamie, don't we? He's a good lad. The comments he made were quite disrespectful. I think um it's six games in for Norwich. Yes, they've been poor. They, they got a decent result the weekend. They got a draw, didn't they? Yep. Give them to the end of the season. Let's see what I can do for the rest of the season. Brentford have come up. They've been outstanding. Looking like they can go toe-to-toe with anyone. Villa, Villa came up yeah, by Villa, the playoffs. Leeds, Leeds come up, didn't they? Yeah. Leeds yep. come up and they've been um, a breath of fresh air for the Premier League. It's almost getting ridiculous, isn't it, with Norwich? You know, they're yet to win a game. And there are other teams involved in this. Now, Southampton, Burnley, Newcastle and Norwich yet to win a league match this season. He's had a right go at Norwich, Southampton, Newcastle and Burnley. He needs to give his head a wobble because any scenario that he's talking about, talking about, you know, games that don't really mean anything and they need to make the Premier League less, Norwich would be in that league because they went up as champions. They beat Manchester City two years ago, the defending champions. He's talking rubbish. This is me as a, as a fan of his. I really like him. But then you've got someone like Andros Townsend saying he's Mr Clickbait. And that's why he's got the oh, title. Big fans of both Jamie and Jason. And I'm very much a fan of, of the subject matter at times because it gets people's juices flowing. But this is for the birds. It's nonsense. It's silly. It's, it doesn't make any sense. The Premier League is a great league. Teams at the bottom can beat teams at the top for the duration of the season. You can easily pick a Norwich out and say, well, look at the state of this. Yeah. But that is not respective of the other two or three teams that he's suggesting should be dropped out of the league. It's wrong. It's silly. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Back now to Anthony Joshua's promoter Edwin Hearn, claiming it was the worst decision ever for AJ to try to outbox Alexander Usyk last month. Usyk is another level of boxing intelligence to anyone. So what's the last thing you do? Box him, right? And try and outbox him. Try and be more intelligent than him. And for some reason, AJ in his head, had in his head, maybe out of stubbornness or a little bit of ignorance as well, that he could outbox him. Mm-hmm. Worst decision ever. Yep. The only way you're going to beat Usyk is to use your size, use your attributes. AJ is one of the most devastating punchers out there with great combination punching, speed, everything. You've got to back him up, you've got to beat him up. But these are all the things that maybe he knew he had to do, but he chose, you know, he thought he could outbox Usyk, which was a disastrous strategy, quite frankly. Now, yesterday marked 20 years. Yeah, 20 years, would you believe it, since England captain David Beckham scored that famous last-minute free kick at Old Trafford against Greece for England to reach the 2002 World Cup. On Andy Goldstein's Drive Time show yesterday, myself and Goffe heard from a fan that left the ground early and missed the goal. What a plonker. I used to go watch England with my 
old man quite a bit when I was younger. We used to get tickets all the time. We used to go, obviously, to when I played at Old Trafford, Anfield and other, other grounds. But we went to the Greece game. And obviously, we needed that goal uh, to get us through. And about 10 minutes before the free kick, he said, come on, let's leave. Um, they were going to score. So I remember leaving the ground. Uh, I didn't want to leave because obviously I was enjoying it. Being, you know, I think I was seven or eight years old uh, in England. Gets to wait for the tram and you just hear Old Trafford erupt. Can this be the moment that Beckham delivers? He steps up, he hits it, right footed. Yes! Ah! David Beckham has scored! England have got the goal! And David Beckham is the saviour! And England are going to the World Cup finals after all! Oh, I missed David Beckham's goal. Oh, man. What did your dad say? <laughs> he just laughed. He said, I told you. What do you mean, well, I told you? It was his idea to leave, wasn't it? Yeah, but he said he said if if we leave, England are going to score. Have you forgiven him, or are you still are you still bitter well, about it's, it? It's, he, he did it. He did it as well. When because I've watched the we got to the FA Cup semi final against Southampton. He did it then as well. We scored after he gone. Come on, we'll leave. We'll score. We'll David Beckham. But the other moment I'm, I'm thinking about, no one's mentioned, is the Troy Deeney last minute against Leicester. Of course, that oh, I mean that was yeah, absolutely that. bonkers. That was. Oh, I missed that as well. Oh no, you didn't. I did. I was hung. I went out the night before. Oh. Hung over. Missed my lift. Here's Hog. George, you're a star. Thanks for phoning up. Thanks for listening to the show. No worries. Yeah, George, he must have a nickname. That's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the Talkable Apple, where we get your podcast from. I'm back on my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time, alongside Darren Bent today at 4pm. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcasts out first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. I don't really care. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good evening. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talksport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.